What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, thank you for joining me again with the New Vision Podcast. Cloud with you here. We're picking up back in the book of Judges. Now yesterday, Abby was with us. She always does a great job, and she wrapped up the story of Samson. Many of you all know that story from Sunday school as a kid. You know, he had long hair, was super powerful, um, but we wrapped up his story yesterday with his death and his vindication. He was an imperfect judge. All these judges have had problems, but yet God still kind of used them, and we've talked about the cycle that judges is is showing. It's, you know, God raises up deliverers to save Israel, things go bad, then he raises up more deliverers, then things start to get worse. This whole cycle of progression start to starts to go more downhill, and we start to see, you know, with Gideon that the judge themselves starts to, to start that downward spiral, and it just kind of gets worse. Well, that section of the book is over. This now today in chapter 17 begins the ending, the beginning of the end, the end section of the book. So whereas uh, chapters you know, 1 through 16 are talking about the cycle and the judges who deliver, they're raised up, well, that's over. And chapters 17 through 21 really are kind of what was life like in the eyes of an ordinary Israelite based on the fact that there is now no more judges. Samson's over. There's no more judges who are being raised up, and it's this, this uh, downward spiral. It's really nasty. It's really messy. To be quite honest with you, most people, and if you look, you know, people don't preach about these chapters of Judges. There's not, you know, p- people don't talk about it a whole lot. They kind of skip over that. There's some really dark stuff, just as a heads up, so you want, might want to be warned in the days coming ahead. But these last few chapters, we're going to talk about it as we go through these verse by verse in this podcast. So thank you for joining with us, and we're going to continue on. So this is Judges chapter 17, verses 1 through 13, and I'm reading out of the ESV. There was a man of the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah, and he said to his mother, The eleven hundred pieces of silver that were taken from you, about which you uttered a curse, and spoke it in my ears, behold, the silver's with me, I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be my son by the Lord. And he restored the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother. And his mother said, I dedicate the silver to the Lord from my hand for my son to make a carved image and a metal image. Now, therefore, I will restore it to you. So when he restored the money to his mother, his mother took 200 pieces of silver and gave it to the silversmith who made it into a carved image and a metal image. And it was in the house of Micah. And the man Micah had a shrine, and he made an ephod and household gods, and ordained one of his sons who became a priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man of Bethlehem in Judah, of the family of Judah, who was a Levite, and he sojourned there. And the man departed from the town of Bethlehem in Judah to sojourn where he could find a place. And as he journeyed, he came to the hill country of Ephraim to the house of Micah. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? And he said to him, I'm a Levite of Bethlehem in Judah, and I'm going to sojourn where I may find a place. And Micah said to him, stay with me 
and be to me a father and a priest, and I will give you ten pieces of silver a year and a suit of clothes and your living. And the Levi went in, and the Levi was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. And Micah ordained the Levite, and the young man became his priest and was in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will prosper me, because I have a Levite as a priest. And so that ends chapter 17. And right away, you know, it's, it's one of those classic cases of Scripture recording it, but not endorsing it. So, I mean, obviously we have, but this is, this is just an ordinary guy, right? Micah, he's from the hill tribe of Ephraim, right? The hill country. And uh, he's just a dude and, and he steals some money from his mommy and his mommy had cursed him. Um, and so he's like, oh, I took it. Here, here's it back. And she's like, well, I'll dedicate this $1,100 to the Lord. Uh, and, and she, but she holds that back. So she only gives 200 pieces to the silversmith to make some idols. Now here we see a family who's really dedicated to Yahweh because they immediately break the second commandment, right? Like we've seen that cycle in judges that there's been this external pressure to worship the Dagon and the Baals and the Ashtaroth and all that. But now we see it's, it's actually an internal problem. And technically on a technicality, they're worshiping Yahweh, but not Really, right? They're breaking the second commandment, which was to have no carved image of of God. So they can say they worship Yahweh, but if they don't worship him in the way that he commands, then they're not really. So it's quite interesting. We have this ordinary mom and her son really setting up their own religion, setting up God in their own image. And then uh, Micah's like, well, I'll have my son be a priest. I'll ordain him like I somehow have the power to do that. And now we're going to privatize religion. We'll have my own kind of, this will be the nation of Micah, and I will have my own God. And and so that's essentially what's going on. Um, Then they find an actual Levite who who was authorized to be a priest. But then for some reason they think, you know, Micah can actually ordain this Levite, which he didn't have the authority to do, and the Levite is obviously not doing what he's supposed to do and and, and living according to his calling. And so it's a mess. And we see just in the life of these ordinary people how bad things have gotten in Israel. And that's something that I wanted to point out in this story, is that no matter how many times God bails them out, they always go completely off the rails. And it just gets worse and worse. Like, even if God bails them out, they don't get any better. And I think that's God weaving their story together, weaving our story together, slowly pointing in his relationship to mankind, like to the necessity of Jesus. He's going to show that throughout human history. And we see this in key verses, which we'll see tacked on the end of the book of Judges. But we see it now on this last section, the ending section of Judges in verse 6. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. So the point being made in Judges is that, well, look, I saved you guys in the Exodus. Y'all still took your sin with you. Well, then we conquered the land in the book of Joshua, and uh, we took over, and I told you to command, you know, get rid of the Canaanites, and you'll, you'll be holy, set apart for me. And now you took your sin there with you, and you didn't do it fully. Now we see, well, okay, so I'll send deliverers to rescue you, and you know, th- those are bad guys too, and they don't fully do it. And you took your sin with you. And now verse 6 is saying, well, only if you had a holy king to lead you. Now, spoiler alert, we'll see that it's Saul and David and Solomon, and, and that ends up being a mess as well. You took your sin with you. This is ultimately pointing to the need for Jesus. 
no matter how many times God bails them out, they go completely off the rails. There's, it's just not in them. Like, we are sinners, right? And so listening to this as Christians, hopefully you're a Christian listening to this podcast, but so we have this New Testament perspective, and we're looking back at stories like this, and we're like, well, I'm, I have Jesus, and you know the Holy Spirit's inside of me, and so I don't struggle with, it's good to know these old stories in the history of Israel, but that doesn't necessarily you know, immediately apply to me. And so that's what I wanted to make. The second point was that we too, as Christians, still struggle with the exact same things that's going on in this text, even with Christ in us. And, you know, we're right with God. We've been saved, but we still struggle with these exact same sins. Israel was saved too, but they keep doing all this, you know, stuff to show. So the point I'm making is that even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, indwelling in us permanently, we tend to make the same mistakes. And so that is the point, is we want to make God in our own image. We want to make God in our own image, and we continue to struggle with this. And I think it's a lot more subtle in our day and age than it was back then. So you hear that, and it's like, well, that's silly. I don't have any icons in my house. I don't even have that, that you know, the painting of Jesus, the Anglo-Saxon one where he's, you know, I don't even have that in my house. So I, I don't have a problem with making images of God. Right? That's not so, you know, I don't have any ephods. I mean, what is an ephod anyways, right? So we think of that and just immediately skip over this text. But I think something key in here is this whole story when I see this Levite basically Micah's hiring this guy and immediately what comes to my mind as an image is like some terrible 80s televangelist who makes a, a billion dollars and you know you've got the image in your head of that guy but in verse 13 I think this is very telling of what we tend to do when we make God in our own image daily in our lives verse 13 Micah said now I know that the Lord will prosper me because I have a Levite as a priest, right? He's, he's like, I'll, I'll hire it out, right? I'll just uh, buy my own blessing. And so I think that's what we do. We struggle with as Christians. And yeah, we're not overtly doing it on this scale, but what about the way you pray? Like, do we pray in a way, privately, however you speak to God, what are the things you pray about? Do we pray in a way that shows that the fact that we've made God in our image, you know, we've made him out to be primarily concerned with my health, my wealth, my prosperity, my comfort, right? Is that the way we pray? Well, that's making God an image of the way we see him, how, how he meets our demands. What about when something bad happens in our life? What's your heart first reaction? You know, is our image of God the inverse of that prosperity gospel where, you know, uh, as long as I do what God wants me to do, like I'll, I'll, I'll twist his arm and he'll bless me. But when something bad happens to me, well, obviously I did something wrong, so God's out to get me. So that exact same thing as the prosperity gospel. We've made God, you know, in our own image, right? There's countless of countless ways that we do this. Yes, we have idols in our life, but we also twist the true God of Christianity in a way that's not representing Him accurately and truthful in the fullness of who He is. And so that's for you to wrestle with as, as a takeaway of this podcast. But I wanted to close this out that thankfully, this story too also points to Jesus. We see it in, in verse 10. Micah's like, hey, you, you're going to, this Levite, I'll hire you. You can be my priest. I'll give you 10 pieces of silver a year and a suit of clothes. I'll pay for your living. And the Levite went in and the Levite was content to dwell with a man. And we're going to see on Monday how terrible. I mean, this, this, this story gets really bad. I'm, I'm just, get, just giving you fair warning. But this Levite is, verse 11, content to dwell with a man. 
and make his living that way. And so he's a priest for hire, but Jesus, he's not a priest for hire. He lived out his calling. He was called and he lived the way he was supposed to perfectly at great personal cost for our benefit and God's glory. This is the opposite of this Levite who he's content, like, I got a good salary and, you know, he doesn't really have the authority to, to call me and ordain me as a priest, but I'll sell out. I'll sell out and I'll, I'll give this illusion of God's blessing, you know. But Jesus is the exact opposite. He sacrificed everything at great personal cost for our benefit and God's glory. Jesus breaks the cycle. Hope you guys continue to listen to Judges, that this has impacted your life, that you can think about the, the ways in which maybe you're making God out in your own image, and that you can apply this to your life as you continue to listen to Scripture. And we'll see you guys again on Monday on the New Vision Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.